The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. back everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday July 31st edition last day of July MLB trade deadline what a wild wild Tuesday night in baseball the offense was everywhere Yasiel Puig the Cincinnati Reds versus the Pittsburgh Pirates straight fire I've never seen a pitcher charge the dugout before. Amir Garrett, the stones on you. Maybe a two-cent brain, but the stones. That was amazing. Puig had been traded about an inning before that. He's already known he's been traded. He wanted to fight the whole Pirates team. David Bell was tossed the inning before. Comes out of the locker room to fight Clint Hurdle. Epic. And then after the game, Joey Votto's talk about it. It's good stuff. That was amazing. Um, you know, that was four and a half minutes of pure video gold. Uh, it's on my Twitter feed at BDNC if you want to check it out. It's absolutely awesome. Some other guys have done some cool things with music, um, edited in. It's, it's just, it's crazy. That was uh, that was fun. Uh, I don't like guys getting thrown at or anything like that, but uh, the Reds, they stood up for their boys, and that's what it's all about. I talked about it in the FSD Slack chat for some guys that aren't engrossed in baseball the way I've been my whole life. Is uh, It's family. These guys are together six, seven, eight months out of the year. They spend more time with each other than they do their real family. So you stick up for each other. There's a, there's a bond that uh, it's uh, Joey Votto talks about it after their game. It's just it's different. So that was absolutely awesome. But you're not here for that. You're here for uh, DFS advice. It was just awesome. Hopefully the trade deadline is fun today. We have some more to talk about on Thursday's edition. But uh, you have eight games tonight. There's a four-game early slate. Not going to break that one down. Just so you know, every, every, every game on the early slate has a total of nine and a half or higher. Good luck. Good luck. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be fun. But on the evening slate, it's a little different. We have a total of 10 in, in uh, San Francisco at Philadelphia. Total of 10 Houston at the Indians. Twins at Marlins, 8. Rays, Red Sox waiting on that one as Yarborough's opening. Mariners, Rangers waiting on that one. That should be a high total. It's going to be close to 100 there. Great hitting environment. Uh, Mike Miner, good pitcher. Wade DeBlanc, yeah. Uh, Cubs, Cardinals, total of eight. Mets, White Sox, total of eight. And Brew Crew A's, total of nine. So you have 
one, two, probably three totals of ten or higher out of the eight. Which for our world of baseball, that is a, a slow night. Slow night, folks. They might close down the bar early. That's how that one goes. But uh, should be a fun one weather-wise. Keep an eye on Philadelphia Giants. Philadelphia rain around forty percent of the time. It slows down eventually, but it's going to be pretty nasty for a little bit. In Cleveland, wind blowing in from right field about ten miles an hour. And then in Boston, Tampa Bay, Boston, rain about 35% of the time. So uh, keep an eye on those games. Hopefully it doesn't get too bad. We get a short slate because eight's about that good wheelhouse where you can make some fun things happen. Uh, if you're curious about the NSL season coming up and you're playing DFS and you're pretty serious about it, go check out the Quantage.com. They have great tools. They're adding some new tools this year. New website supposed to launch either this weekend or early next week. It's going to be very super friendly on your phone. They have an iOS app coming out very soon as well. Great stuff over there. I've, I've tinkered with the new stuff on my phone, and it is awesome. So much more user-friendly. Much, much, very, very awesome. And you can get the NFL season package for $149.99, but when you use promo code Bubba, you get the rest of MLB free. So go check it out, quantedge.com, promo code Bubba. And if you have a rating and review on iTunes and the podcast, I'd really appreciate it. They're doing new rankings and new ways to find podcasts, uh, not just sports, but they're separated into fantasy and other things. It really helped the podcast out uh, so people can find it more. The more ratings and reviews you get, the higher it's rated it so people can find it. And it would mean a lot to me if you can take just a couple minutes out of your day to give a rating and review. All right, the pitching on this eight-game slate. You have five guys over $9,000. It's really, really clear. You, you pick. You, there's the $9,000 up guys, and there's like the 77 and below guys. It's, it's pretty simple how we're going about this. Jacob DeGrom, 11-8 at the White Sox is a great matchup. Thor threw pretty well there yesterday. DeGrom's got a 2-5 road ERA compared to 3-2-5 at home. Uh, his recent starts, 35, 32, 20, 28, uh, 17, 23, 35, 24, 25. You pretty much got 25-plus point upside here against the White Sox unless DeGrom's just a complete and utter mess. Uh, if he just shows up and does DeGrom thinks he should mow through this White Sox lineup, anything's possible. But you got a White Sox team that strikes out 26% of the time. The ground with 31% K rate, 42% ground ball rate. This is built for just shellacking time. White Sox have a 3.6 total, lowest, uh, second lowest on the slate. Lefty's 277, righty's 260 versus DeGrom. Phenomenal spot here for DeGrom versus the White Sox. The man with the lowest total on the slate is Jose Barrios at 10-7 at the Miami Marlins. Barrios has showed home road splits in his career to be pretty dramatic. Got a 3-6 road ERA this year compared to 2-1 at home. Still pretty good. But is it 10,700 good when you can go 1,100 more to DeGrom? Or you can drop down slightly. I will not be on Barrios at this point in time. Maybe it changes. But I think there's more upside even though it's $1,100 more to DeGrom. Or save $400 and go to Lucas Giolito at home against the New York Mets. Ronaldo Lopez actually pitched... He pitched pretty bad and still managed to only give up, I think, two runs and five and a third with six Ks. If Giolito can, can get that goal, the golden horseshoe back shoved up his rear, he'll be great. Uh, six points against Minnesota, but then 26, 13, 2. He's had, he's had a couple rough starts before that just hellaciously awesome stretch he had there for a while. Again, the Mets, a team you can pick on for sure. They strike out almost 22% of the time versus righties. Giolito near 30% K rate, 38% ground ball rate. Uh, lots to like there when you're looking at Giolito and the Mets have a 414 total lefties 249 righties 311 versus Giolito. It's riskier because he's been showing walk issues of late. He's been showing some issues, um, you know, getting deeper into games, getting the strikeouts like he was when he was 
in his heyday. But I think it is very, very intriguing at 10-3 in that matchup versus the Mets because the Mets' offense does not scare me much at all. Um, and then lastly, in this 10K or 9K and above range, Mike Miner at 99 is the fun one. The hitting environment in Texas is going to be on fire tonight. Uh, Seattle's a sneaky team. They put up eight runs last night. This is the, the game to stack. It really is. Mike Miner's the GPP contrarian way to go about it. He's got a 2-7 home ERA compared to 3-2 on the road. He's averaging 21 points per home start. He's faced Seattle three times this year. He struck out 29 in 19 innings, averaging 27 points per start against Seattle. Now, this is total GPP because the ballpark, it's like pitching in Coors. But Mike Miner has figured it out so far. Things can change. He can get traded today for all we know. So keep that in mind. But Seattle strikes out almost 26% of the time versus left-handed pitching. That's pretty significant. Uh, Miner, 25% K rate, 42% ground ball rate. Um, Lefties, 307. Righties, or no, lefties, 283. Righties, 302 versus Mike Miner. So GPP play at at 9,900, but I like the upside quite a bit. So for me, it's pretty much, it's DeGrom 1, it's Miner 2, it's Giolito 3. It's like pay up and get the stability of Jacob DeGrom. Or you save some cash and go down to Mike Miner and roll the dice that he doesn't get beat up at home in a very, very hitter-friendly ballpark. Keeps doing what he does best against a Mariners team, which outside of his last start in Seattle, has pitched extremely well against. So it's interesting. And if you want to go Jose Barrios, I get it. It just seems like he doesn't he doesn't flash the 30-plus point upside that DeGrom, Miner, and even Giolito have at times. And that's where I'm off of Barrios. It's always fun to pick on the Marlins. I don't hate that idea at all. Odorizzi was fantastic last night. Odorizzi was also like $1,300 cheaper than Jose Barrios was. Um, so you can play around a little more. I have no problem with Barrios if you want to go there. It's just not one of my top plays at this point in time. At 5 a.m. Pacific time, it's not one of my top plays. That's what the chats are for. Things can change throughout the day. Maybe the Marlins, It is po- if it's possible to throw out a worse lineup than they do throw out, maybe. But the, we'll have to wait and see. Hey, maybe Mike Miner gets traded. That could change a lot of things too. So keep an eye on that. That's what the chats are for. Come join us there. Now we take a trip down. I'm not even going to call it value lane. It's just kind of like, yeah. 7700 bucks. Miles Mikulis. If you've listened to the show long enough, you know why I'm recommending him. He's at home. He's pitched phenomenal at home. A 215 home. He record a 675 on the road. He's averaging almost 20 points per start at home. He's getting the Chicago Cubs, who... He's been very up and down against this year, but in recent, uh, he even put up 17 at Pittsburgh recently, but at home against Pittsburgh, 30.5, against the Angels at 12, against Miami, 22. His last start at the Cubs, he put up 7.4 in four innings, but then prior to that, at home against the Cubs, seven innings, one earned, three Ks for 15. Honestly, I'll take 15. I know there's more upside there with Mikulis. It's also scary, but the, it's a Cubs team that's very, very hot and cold. Very, very hot and cold. Um... And at 7700 bucks, you can take advantage of that. They strike out 23% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Um, Miklas, not a big strikeout guy, but not a big walk guy. 51% ground ball guy. Uh, the Cubs have a team total of just above four. It's one of the lower totals on the slate. It's the third lowest total on the slate. Lefties, 350. Righties, 303. And they do have some good lefties, but as a whole, for 7700 bucks, I'll take my chances with Miklas at home against the Cubs. It's not great by any means. But that's pitching in a nutshell. It's just not pretty. Even on a slate with not that many high totals, it's it's not good. But um, Mikolas has my attention at 77. In Philadelphia, watch the weather, but Vinny V at 75. I'm telling you, he's figuring something out. His last couple starts, 13 points against the Dodgers, 
31 against Detroit. It always comes down to how deep can you go into games without getting in trouble because the strikeouts are there, and the strikeouts will be there against the Giants yet again tonight. They strike out 22% of the time versus righties. I think they might strike out a little more of late, so something to keep an eye on there. Um, when you look at a Vinny V, the Giants, uh, he strikes out 27%. He gives up way too many hard fly balls and hard contact. That's Vinny V's thing. If he keeps the ball in the ballpark, we're good. Otherwise, it can get nasty. The Giants a 4.75 team total. Lefties 335, righties 328 versus Vinny B. But when you look at the Giants, a 309 Woba and a 168 ISO doesn't scare many. It's like Yastrzemski, Dickerson, Belt, Crawford, Posey, Vote, not world beaters. Guys that have put some good games together of late, but not world beaters. So Vinny V at 75, very much with some upside on tonight's slate. And then last but not least, Jose Arquiti at the Cleveland Indians, wind blowing in from right field in this one. And I really like what Arquiti's doing. I've talked about him on multiple podcasts I've done. Uh, go back and listen to him. Like, if you listen to two, uh, the episode 191 with Batflip, Bubba and the Batflip episode one of that edition. Uh, we, he broke down Arcady, and there's so much to like. Big strikeout guy in the minors. We're seeing it the last couple starts, 20 and 35 in his last two starts. He's got six innings, seven innings, giving up one earned in each start, six Ks and nine Ks. Uh, he's got big-time upside, and that was at home against Texas and then at St. Louis. That I, at St. Louis start really some, really proves something because sometimes young kids can't go on the road and get it done. Now, Cleveland's a tough team. Puig, pretty sure not playing tonight. But uh, Franimo, maybe. He might be out there. They're going to be an upgraded offense. Jose Ramirez hitting much, much better. Um, Carlos Santana has been strong. Kiptis has been okay. Lindor's a beast. They got options there. There's no hiding it. But for 7K, because really there's no punts tonight. This is your punt at 7K. You get her kid. He was a minus 125 road favorite. Indians striking out 20% of the time. That'll go up with Puig and Franimil. Um, he strikes out 29% of the batters he faces with a 13% swinging strike rate and a 49% ground ball rate. This kid is really good. He's going to have hiccup starts. There's no hiding that. There will be rough outings, but as a whole, this kid's really, really good. And it's, it's definitely worth taking a gamble on. Cleveland, a 4.8 team total so far in a small sample. Lefty's 298, righty's 310 versus your kitty. I'll, I'll go to the mat with him. If he struggles, I'll go to the mat with him and get next start because he's going to be cheap again, and he's got that big upside. That's what you look for in punts, and they, they don't work all the time because they're called punts. It's like they say, well, let's take the shortcut. It, it's quicker. No, if it was quicker, it would be called the way. Shortcuts work sometimes, not all the time. Punts work sometimes, not all the time. Or Kitty's a very, very good punt tonight in a tough matchup. He's 7K. I like him. I got Vinny V or Kitty Mikolas down below. Re-ranking all my pitchers is DeGrom, Miner, Gilito up top. You could use Barrios if you want to, just not on my agenda right now. Down below, Velasquez, Urquidy, and Mikolas. I think I'll have a lot of um, a lot of Miner, uh, Velasquez, Urquidy. I'm going to try to get DeGrom in there. We're going to see how the bats have to shake out with it. But that's where I'm at at this point in time. Speaking of bats, let's get at it. Uh, starting at the catcher's position on this eight-gamer. Yeah, guys like Mitch Garver, not bad. Travis Darnold went deep again last night. But Stephen Vogt at 44. He went deep. It's a pricey price tag. If you're playing a GPP, I don't mind it versus Vinny V. No one's going to own him at 4,400. That's why I don't mind it. No one is going to own him at 4,400. Like I said, he went deep yesterday. He's averaging seven points his last 10, 14, 7. Um, and that's a pinch hit homer yesterday. His last start, he had seven. He's had 15, 7. Uh, 225. So when he starts, he's been rather productive. So you, when you look at the last 10, it, it factors in his games where he pinch hits and that kind of skews things. His recent starts has been pretty decent. So 4,400, no ownership if you want Steven Vogt. Uh, but when you slide on down, 
to the below 4K range. You got guys like Christian Vasquez versus Kittredge, and then uh, Yarbrough at 39. You could look there. Uh, Jason Castro versus Alcantara at 39 is not horrible, but what I'd be looking at, if you're not going to vote to be kind of cute, JT Real Muto is only 3,900. Again, I keep saying he's going to get it going. 8, 20, and 19 in his last three. Facing Jeff Samarja tonight, a guy you know outside of San Francisco or San Diego can be very, very hittable. Uh, you got a Philadelphia team with a 5.25 team total. Lefty's 333, righty's 315. Getting Real Muto at 39. Nice little savings in that matchup. Don't hate that at all. And then other than that, it's going to be kind of a, a lineup punt dependent type thing. Like, like Chris Herman, if he starts for the A's versus Jordan Lyles at 31, that's definitely a punt I can get behind. Um, G, it's, if you're playing cash, play JT Real Muto. That's what I'll just tell you right now. Play him oh, or maybe vote, but I play JT Real Muto in cash. Otherwise, you, you can try Herman. You can try some of these other guys. See what value comes out, but it's pretty bleak. At the catcher, maybe Jeff Jeff Mathis at two K versus Whistler and LeBlanc in Texas. I could totally just go with the punt and say screw it. I really could tonight. First base, uh, Guriel's not bad. Again, Travis Darnold's there, but um, Pete Alonso GPP only. I can see that. Anthony Rizzo at forty five. That's got a little bit of appeal versus Mikolas. Don't hate that at all on a GPP. But I'd be looking at guys like Kyle Hendricks, Nate Lowe. If he gets the crack of the lineup against Tampa Bay, I love this. Rick Porcello is an absolute bum. Uh, Nate Lowe's been struggling, but 8-15 and 15 in his last two. Hopefully he gets that bat woke up because he's, he hits the ball so freaking hard. Tampa Bay, uh, lefty's 343, righty's 320 off Porcello, and Porcello's been an absolute mess. So Nate Lowe at 43, big fan of him, big fan of Tampa Bay tonight to be a little different. Watch the weather, but great matchup versus Porcello and that kind of messy Boston bullpen. Matt Olson, Mark Connor versus Jordan Lyles, good plays as well, Lyles. Hashtag not good at baseball. Um, the A's, when you look at the A's, a team total of 4.75. Lefty's 341, righty's 317 off Lyles. It just sucks it's at home. Pitcher-friendly ballpark as we saw last night. But still a good matchup for you there. Um, Reese Hoskins mentioned it yesterday. Good GPP play. Went deep. He's averaging almost 10 over his last 10. 16 because he's homeward in back-to-back games. Facing the Shark at 42. Uh, good upside there with Reese as well. G-Man Choi, if he's in the Tampa Bay lineup, he's 4K. I'd rather have Nate Lowe, but Choi's a very good option as well at 4K in a very, very beautiful matchup. If you're going contrarian, Brandon Belt at 36 versus Vinny V. Belt went deep yesterday. Belt plays great outside of San Francisco. Really, really good outside of San Francisco. We know Vinny V can give up some loud contacts, so someone to keep in mind if you're getting cute at the first base position. Belt's only 3,600. Second base, I said I loved Danny Santana yesterday. If he starts, he did. He went deep. Averaging 12.6 over his last 10. 14, 26, 17, 0. 34, 11 over his last 6. Facing um, LeBlanc after the starter. Still very good play. The switch hit Santana at 53 in the liveliest ballpark on the evening slate. It's a great play. Keston Hira at 5,200. Put up a goose egg last night. Goose egg in back-to-back games. Still averaging over 10 in his last 10. He's been outstanding at 5,200. I'd rather pay 53 to Danny Santana, but he's there if you need him. Uh, Eric Sogar is 47. It's hard to pay that much for him, but it's a good play. I do like some Rubin Odor again in the GPP, averaging 10 over his last 10. He put up 16 more last night without even going deep. Two for four, double, three ribbies. He's hitting the baseball well. Good matchup. He can hit lefties, so Odor at 44. Very good GPP play tonight. 
Moustakas can hit lefties if you need to go there. Luis Arias at 4K for the Twins. Second base, third base versus Alcantara. You can definitely take advantage of that. Zach Gallon was phenomenal last night against Minnesota. This kid's really, really good. We get another chance here with the, with the Minnesota 4.5 team total against Alcantara. Lefty's 330, righty's 325. So the Twins could definitely be back and play again tonight. It just sucks, like I said a lot yesterday. Hitting in that ballpark really zaps some of your production. Uh, going below 4K, though, you got guys like Jason Kipnis at 38. If you need to go there, you can. Uh, Brock Holtz, 35. Colton Wong at 35 is not a bad contrarian play. Uh, Freeman of Cleveland, if he makes the lineup at 34. Cesar Hernandez at 34. Robbie Cano at 33. So there are a few punts down here if you need them at the position. Third base, Rafael Devers at 53 is pretty solid versus Kidder and Yarborough. I can get behind that. But uh, it's like Miguel Sano in a GPP, sure. But Jose Ramirez at 48, I can definitely see that as an option tonight. Uh, Yohan Moncada's day-to-day, so keep an eye on him as the week goes on. But uh, Moustakis, mentioned him already. Kingery at 41 is not bad, but Matt Chapman at only 41. Good contrarian GPP-type play for you there. Mentioned Luis Arias at 4K already. Third base is pretty bleak tonight compared to normal nights. Matt Duffy at 37 versus Porcello is a nice cheaper option. So is Marvin Gonzalez at 36. I like that. Actually, Marvin at 36 is a pretty darn good play. On this slate. Don't hate that at all. Um, Kyle Seeger mentioned him yesterday. Had a huge game. Huge game. Three for five. Triple homer. 33 points. He was 3700 bucks yesterday. He's 34. He hits lefties well. Mike Miner's not your average lefty. But he hits them well. So keep an eye on that. If you need to pay up for Bregman, go for it at 52. I'd rather not. I'd rather if I'm going to pay up, I want Devers. I want Jose Ramirez. I want Chris Bryant. If I'm paying up. Shortstop, you got Lindor at 53, not bad at all. Bregman, okay. But Xander Bogart's at 51, very, very solid uh, top-priced guy on this slate. Don't mind that at all. Jorge Polanco at 48, very solid play as well. So Bogart's and Polanco lead the way up top for me on this slate. Uh, Marcus Simeon's been heating up. He's 47. If you need to go there, you can. Uh, when you go below, though, it's like Gene Segura's only 39 versus Jeff Samarja. The Phillies are really cheap for Sharks. Uh, Segura, 11, 10, 3, and 20 in his last four. I can definitely get behind that at 39 versus Samarja. Uh, J.P. Crawford's okay at 39. I'd rather have Segura at 39. But Willie Adamas at 37, nice cheaper option for you. Timmy Beckham, it's lefties well. He's got Miner, who's very good again with 3,700 and a GPP. I can get behind that. B. Craw at 34, another cheapy. If you need to get weird. If you're going to pay up for pitching and punt, there's a couple guys out there for you. Heading to the outfield, Christian Yellick obviously is in play pretty much every day. You got Springer and Jordan Alvarez, both really solid looks there in Cleveland versus Plesak. Uh Houston's team total is 5.2. Lefties 340, righties 344 off Plesak. So you could go that route if you so choose. Uh, mentioned Danny Santana earlier at 53. Mookie Betts at 52 uh, versus Yarborough and Company is not too shabby at all. I do like some Max Kepler at 5K. You got J.D. Martinez at only 49. Another good play on tonight's slate. But Austin Meadows at 48 versus Porcello. Extremely nice. I love Tampa Bay tonight. I really, really do. They're affordable. Uh, Alex Dickerson, if you want to get contrarian, because no one's going to pay this price for him, versus Vinny V at 48. It's very solid. 12 points in the last start he had. He's got big, big-time pop production at 48. If you want to get weird. Same with uh, Yastrzemski at 47 versus Vinny V. Those are only if you're going to get really weird and hope Vinny V tanks. Um, Eddie Rosario at 46. Hunter Pence at 47. Both solid plays up top here as well. It sucks Ramon Laureano's going to the IL. That's no bueno. 
But you got guys like Willie Calhoun, no more Mazzara if you're stacking Texas. Keep looking their way. Bryce Harper at only 43 versus Samarja should be a lock play, like really lock it in. He um, put up eight points last night as he walked three times and scored a run. 20 points the night before. 4300 bucks as long as he's not getting walked every at-bat is a phenomenal play for Bryce Harper. That's just way, way too cheap on this slate. Avisil Garcia at 42 in play for you tonight. Kyle Schwarber at 41. You can't attack Mikolas with lefty, so a very good look for you there at that price point. Domingo Santana at 41 versus Mike Miner. If you're attacking Miner, that's a very good look. Santana's gone deep in back-to-back games, 18 and 17 in his last two. Very lively park tonight, so keep an eye on Domingo. If you're going to get contrarian, Conforto versus Giolito, you could look that way. Dropping below 4K now, it gets kind of pick your poison. Jackie Bradley Jr., maybe. Jason Hayward at 38, maybe. Low Kane at 38. Man, how the mighty have fallen. That's a pretty good GPP play. He's struggling a ton, but against Brett Anderson, I see the appeal for sure. Uh, Marvin Gonzalez only 36. is silly cheap, really. Kevin PR at 36, not bad either. Uh, so there's some options down here. Check lineups, see what comes up, but there's definitely options to be had. All right, recapping your pitching up top, DeGrom, Miner, Gilito. If you need Barrios, you can. Down below, Velasquez, Urquidy, and Mikolas. Mix and match, make it happen. It's going to be a fun one tonight. Checking out the stacks. I love Tampa versus Porcello. Big, big Tampa fan tonight. Game stack, Texas and Seattle. Preferably the Texas side. Seattle will be super unique because Mike Miner is decent, but it's still a nasty game. But like Texas, Tampa Bay, that's my top two looks on this night slate at this point in time. Philadelphia versus Samars is very affordable, so they'll be on the list as well. Houston versus Plesak's in play. I still like those other three of Tampa Bay, Seattle, Philly more than Houston. But Houston, they're, they're that good that they can go off at any given time. And then it's just kind of mix and match throughout there see what you like value-wise, and whatnot. But my big three, Tampa, Texas, and Philadelphia. All right, BVP on the night slate here. Hernandez and Nick Williams and Gene Segura. Segura's 8 for 28 with a homer off of Jeff Samarja. Uh, G-Man Choi, 5 for 13, double, triple homer off Porcello. D.R. Nod's taking him deep. Avisel Garcia, 11 for 27, a double and two homers. Joey Wendell, 5 for 12, Duffy, 9 for 21. They're in 290 as a team off of Porcello. Uh, Colton Wong, 8 for 28, three doubles off of Kyle Hendricks. Victor Caratini, 4 for 9. Baez, two homers. Um, Anthony Rizzo, 5 for 15 off of Mikolas. Vogelbach has taken minor deep twice. Domingo Santana once as a team. They're hitting a buck 92, though. Um, Eric Thames, 2 for 2 with two doubles. Braun, 5 for 7 against with a home run against Brett Anderson, but not much. Not much BVP tonight, as usual. It still should be a good one. So nice eight-game slate on tap. Hope everybody has a great Wednesday. It's a wild one. If you need help on the early slates, join us in the FSD Slack chat or come to thequantage.com, become a member, join the member Discord. It's been wild. Football's cracking in there. Everything's going off. So check it all out at thequantage.com or come over to fantasysportsdegens.com where we have you covered in, in all sports in the Slack chat plus Bench with Bubba episode 194 with Bubba and the Batflip episode 2 is out. We got a new Around the Base with Bubba and Mo episode 115 dropped last night. Really fun getting back with Mo and talking about the trade deadline and whatnot. Uh, always pressing PGA DFS podcast, myself and Jesse, getting you ready for the Wyndham Classic as well. So much, much going on over there at fantasysportsdgens.com. Check it all out. 
But for now, this was MLB DFS Quick Kits, your Tuesday, July 31st edition. I'm out.